Welcome to Trans Tuesday. This week, we're going to take a personal look into my past to look at the signs that were always there, even when we refused to see them. And there's no other way to say this than this is going to be embarrassing for me. Tilly Bridges, your host, and I'm joined by my writing partner, my best friend, my wife, our token cis representation, the refined dilithium crystals that keep my warp engine humming, Susan Bridges. Refined? You have to refine them. You can't use raw dilithium in a warp engine. Mm. It'll explode. Everybody knows I, that, Susan. Come on. I'm not very refined, though. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> our returning guest is Laser, a trans musician, performer, and author. His music challenges the patriarchy, champions marginalized voices, and finds emotional resonance in everything from robots to breakfast foods. Mm-hmm. He released 10 albums with his band, The Double Clicks, and his first solo effort, Overreacting, is coming out February 10th. Laser co-wrote the musical Teaching a Robot to Love, a sci-fi story about the trans experience with E. Aaron Wilson. The musical's concept album charted on Billboard and its sold-out, award-winning debut run took place at the 2022 Hollywood Fringe Festival. Welcome back, Laser. Thank you. I could listen to you talk forever, Tilly. I love your voice. Oh, no, (laughs) stop it. Uh, Thank you. Now you're going to be embarrassed. Uh, I'm already embarrassed. This episode is just all about embarrassing me. Okay. (laughs) And I'll have things to chime in, I'm sure. Oh, of course you will. You're the one who found this. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. Laser, for you, what has been the most surprising thing about your transition? Ooh, what has been the most surprising thing about my transition? I mean, part of it, just onto the topic of this this episode, is just not realizing earlier, which is very fun. Um, (laughs) I I love, it feels a little bit like time travel to go back and look through these pictures and like you've changed the filter on your past completely. It's like, oh, that's what that was. It's been very fun. I mean, the other thing I never could have expected is my partner is a trans woman and I have, you know, I've always been a, a bi person and I've always been, I've been very gay in every way, but there's been a long time where I felt like that was uh, suppressed. Sure. And I just really never knew how wonderful a relationship could be until I became myself and realized how wonderful being all queer all the time is, is, you know? Yeah, actually, that's a really good point because before I transitioned, Susan and I were a, a cishet passing couple, Yeah. even though she's always been bi and, and I'm obviously way into the ladies, but I'm also a lady. And so that was the thing that I did not anticipate is that just going out in public together now outs us as lesbians, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it just never occurred to me. Oh, right. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because as a cishet couple, when you go out, these are things you don't ever have to think about, right? Yeah. There's so, a lot of invisibility that you yeah. lose. Exactly right. Ways, yeah. Well, and I definitely rested on that invisibility. Like yeah. mm-hmm. it was 
but now I can't be invisible right anymore, so now I don't trust anyone <laughs> it's like a whole new thing did you I'm ever like, really trust them though no okay yeah. see that's true that's true right. okay. Susan I think I love you I think you're wonderful I'm very happy <laughs> she's to- great <laughs> I, I encourage this all right what's one piece of advice that you would give to someone just starting transition or something you wish you knew going in well, you know, the, the best thing I have had is a group of people who I can trust. And when I first came out or when I first was experimenting with coming out, I had my sister and said and, and would do things like try out pronouns and names with her. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's very funny sometimes cis people and, and people who aren't yet out as trans, their perception of being trans as as flipping a switch or like, yeah one day you're this one day you're that and it involves a surgery or something and and trans is really a process it can go forward it can go quote unquote backwards it's all about climbing the mountain to finding your true self which can change so Mm. i would just say be patient and you know you don't have to know everything when you start playing around with with you know coming into yourself yeah you have to be open to experimenting and and letting yourself find what feels right to you, what is right to you. And and you're right. It is a process. I've said that many times. It's not a switch you flip. It's a process. It takes Mm -hmm. time. And it's okay if that changes along the way. Absolutely. Don't lock yourself into anything ahead of time. Just give yourself that freedom to find. Try out a name for a week, try out a pronoun for a week, you know, or longer or less like, and having a, you know, and this is a huge privilege I have, but one of the best things I've had is a very affirming therapist who is herself trans, which is the most wonderful thing to have, you know, people who can see your vulnerable moments and yeah. also know that they're never going to doubt you. Absolutely. Before we dive in, I remind folks again where they can get your new album. Oh, sure. Yeah. Check out lasertheboy.com. Uh, find out information about my album, a very trans record that's coming out and also check out my musical, which you can find there as well. And find me on socials at laser, the boy I'm great. And I make great things. I agree with all of what you said. It's it's 100% true. Thank you. Okay. So this episode is going to make me a little uncomfortable because I feel like this is going to expose me a little more than I'd like, but expose me as what, right? A trans woman. Oh no. Obviously that's not a surprise to anyone at this point. I talk about it a lot and I'm proud to be trans. And it's not like I don't get personal in these. I get detailed about my past in many of them, uh, as you can see in my episode just a few weeks ago on the past and why it haunts us. And you can also find a lot of that in my thread on parents who never get to know the real us, which is all about my dad, which you can find at TillysTransTuesdays.com. And there are certainly more of them because I always try to be as open and transparent as possible because I know how much others doing that helped me. And so that can help other people out there who are listening or, or reading these. But this is something extra personal that was never intended to be seen by anyone but Susan. But that's only part of it. I guess what's most embarrassing about it is that you're going to see just how very blind to my own transness I was. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not unique to me. In fact, it's so common. There are entire memes in the trans community about it. You can see the Trans Tuesday. And how do you know if you're trans? I'm still cis though. So uh, you mentioned this a little bit before laser, but when you look back at your life pre-transition, have you found signs that you wonder how you could have possibly missed at the time? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's that's a big, it's a big mood. You know, I have a lot of fun going through old pictures and stuff and finding all of the, I I did a little bit of, of what you would call cross-dressing or what you might call cross-dressing in the past. 
and it was always so like guilt guilt driven of like you know here's a picture of me wearing a tie oh gosh you know but these but even back to when I was like little little baby there's videos of me at like three and four years old my sister's doing like a science show we did a lot of of that on our you know our home camcorder and I'm like I've created a character named Nate he is a scientist it's like why am I a boy I I don't know I just that's just who I decide (laughs) to be when I get to when I get to choose but it's it's wonderful I mean the other story I have only recently kind of remembered is there was a um was a boy who was friends with my sister in high school and one day he was like getting rid of a bag of clothes and I was like I'll take those and I wore only those clothes for the rest of high school like just like oh I this guy is my hero it's like is he a hero or are you just really excited to have an excuse to wear men's clothes yeah that's (laughs) really sweet though I'm very charmed it's, it, I think there is, I mean, this is a way different experience for trans men and trans women, right? Where sometimes, yeah. you know, if you're a girl wearing men's clothes, there's a lot of things that could be going on and that society is totally okay with. Right. Society, I mean, society is totally fine with women dressing up as men to the point, to a point until they try to pretend to be straight men and, and marry women. That's the part that we get right. to a point where people are like, no, absolutely not. But I think so that makes it a little bit easy to look back on these things and be like, well, I, I guess I see how I missed, you know, using a man's sure. name and wearing men's clothes and being obsessed with men because I wanted to be them and not because I was in love with them Yeah, was my whole life, you know, but it's, it's very funny in retrospect. For some background on this, I, I like to suggest the folks listening, read the Trans Tuesday thread on the fear of embracing your true self where I explain how very terrified I was of things like makeup and why. That will really help you get the full impact of this. In short, all of my fears were about the very, very complicated feelings things like makeup gave me, because I liked it, but society said that was wrong because it was only for cis women and gay men, and I was neither. So it was just absolutely terrifying to me. Even kissing Susan when she was wearing lipstick or even lip balm was awful for me because it caused all those complicated feelings and terror that I couldn't identify. So I hated it, or so I thought. Okay, but that's enough context, okay? There was probably in some small way me stalling here because, okay, let's just get on with it. A while back, Susan made me a scrapbook of things from our life together, and it's beautiful and sweet and delightful. You're very thoughtful. It is a cheesy mess. It's wonderful. It's embarrassing. I love Every it. word of it is completely embarrassing. We were deeply in love. Okay. So some of what she included were letters and notes that I'd written her, and one of them included this passage. I wanted you to have something to have with you. For those times when I'm not there and you can't call me, but you need some reassurance and love and hugs and kisses. If you go look at the social media or Google Doc versions of this topic, you can see photos of this letter and you'll see my old handwriting and just looking at it gives me dysphoria. It's as cramped and tight and uncomfortable and awful as I felt all the time pre-transition. And I didn't expect seeing that would spike my dysphoria. It's really weird. I've talked about how my handwriting changed post-transition and why, along with a whole host of other things, I never anticipated in my thread on the unexpected bonuses of transition. Okay, right. So, Tilly, what the heck? What about that note indicates you're trans? Listen, I hear you. You look at that snippet of note and think, 
that's some ugly handwriting, but what of it? You wanted your wife to know you loved her when you couldn't be with her and couldn't talk. What's wrong with that? Absolutely nothing, except that's not the incriminating part. How do you think I was sending her kisses to keep while we were apart? How? Well, okay, there's right below the note, there was a red lipstick kiss. Susan, the look on your face right now is priceless. <laughs> okay. Listen, no, listen. because guy, you know, because that's a cis guy thing to do. Absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so no, yeah, go ahead. Get your laughs out. It's fine. You're laughing with me. I assure you. I couldn't yet consciously give myself permission to explore, to find myself, to play with gender and see what I really was inside. And so I found a way to do that anyway, without even consciously realizing it. By stealing my lipstick. I, I did a whole thread about finding ways <laughs> to give yourself permission to experiment and find your true self. So you can check that out as well. Did you, did you have moments like that? Like laser consciously where you gave yourself that permission to explore more or did you have any really big fears about it to overcome? Yeah. I mean, I think it was it one of those things I, 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 I had so much shame and repression that a lot of the things yeah. that brought me a lot of joy I would actively avoid in any way possible like yeah there, there are you know for the first probably seven years of my music career I would wear a dress to every show because I didn't want to accidentally like tip off you know that this yep. is not yep. who I am yep. I've got to play this character right but as soon as I you know and a lot of it was other non-binary trans mask people being just so visible as soon as I started to see that I did, I, I, the first thing I ordered was a, a binder and a men's shirt. Yeah. And that was, I remember this, it was basically right before my wedding, which is a time that is a big awakening, I think for a lot of trans folks, cause it's so gendered weddings. Right. They really are. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to, you know, inside starting to process this feeling like I don't want to be the girl side of this, you know? Yeah, exactly. I hated having to wear a tux at ours. I was like, oh, why man. do I have to do this? It's so wrong. Yeah. And yeah. you don't even necessarily know why. Exactly. But yeah, I, 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 around that time, you know, when I ordered my, I got my wedding dress, I also got a binder and a shirt. And I remember putting that on and being like, and it, you know, it was still a year before I came out as non-binary and five years before I came out as a man, but I was like, this is what I've always wanted. You know, I've always had that weird special feeling when you watch Mulan and she's binding her boobs, you know, like yep. there are so many trans men who have that. It's like, wait, I can do that. I want to do that. Like that's, yeah. that's exactly it. And and so when the, the, that was the first thing I think I did to experiment, there's also some some pretty incriminating cross-dressing video of me back then of like, I'll just for a laugh, put on a for little a laugh, beard of and course. Yep. play the man in this scene or That's whatever. Right. <laughs> it's a, uh, then you kind of wake up from, it's like, well, this feels too, it's not even that it's fun. It just feels so right that it's scary, that feeling. Yes, exactly, exactly right. Mm -hmm. So even though I, like I mentioned, I, I hated lipstick and lip balm because of the terrifying feelings that they gave me, mm -hmm. even though I didn't know that was why. And I'm not kidding because right after that, the lipstick kiss print in the note, I wrote, oh my, that was really weird. So much so I'm now writing in caps. That was minty. WTF. How do you wear that stuff? Blech. Okay, see, this is why I feel exposed and embarrassed, because it is so clear to me looking at that exactly what I was going through and why <laughs> I had those feelings. And I'd done it to myself by concocting a quote unquote reason I could put 
lipstick on when I was home by myself. Mm-hmm. And I've said so many times how looking back at my life, there were signs everywhere that I was trans, signs that I willfully ignored, pretended I didn't see, pretended they didn't mean exactly what they actually meant. And this is absolutely 100% one of them. And I'm not saying that if you're a cis man and you do this one thing that you're trans, but if there are dozens of these or hundreds, maybe you're not as cis as you think. Or and like that, I always said you were a 14-year-old girl. You did. Always. Yes, it's true. I was like, you are a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> okay. Just keep embarrassing <laughs> me. It's fine. And then you never said anything about it. So well, you always. Well, I was maybe happy yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah, you were maybe. <laughs> anyway, it gets worse or better depending on your perspective, because this is how I closed out the letter. P.S. I think I ruined your lipstick. Sorry. At least, you know, I haven't been wearing it while you're at work. Oh, God. Because you're thinking girl. about it so much. Oh, girl, why would anyone think you were wearing your wife's makeup while she was at work? What a super random thing to think people might be wondering about you. <laughs> oh. oh, as you've no doubt seen in plenty of my selfies, because I never stop posting them. Yes, I never. now love wearing makeup and lipstick because I gave myself that permission to explore. And I pushed through the fear of embracing my true self and figured out who I really am. And when I said the signs were always there, I did not remember this note existed. So when Susan found it and put it in that scrapbook, it was an embarrassing and somewhat hilarious slap to the face. (laughs) It it said, damn right, the signs were always there. Just look, you fool. Yeah, okay, sure. My Morpheus was always there hammering away, trying to break through my shell and get me to see what was really inside. And if you don't get that reference, I literally have a book on the intentional trans allegories of the Matrix franchise coming out later in 2023. (laughs) Nice segue. Thank you. I got to get a little promo. Uh, Speaking of promos, please stay tuned. At the end of this episode, we are going to have a song from Laser from his new album. Yes. I think we should should play the song uh, The Way That You Look At Me which is about having a partner who finally affirms uh, your gender and how that makes you, how it makes, how it makes me feel. Aw, that's, that's wonderful. Sweet. You're probably going to make me cry, damn it. Oh, you're going to cry during the song. Oh, you're going right. to cry. Oh, you're because of cry. hormones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here, Laser. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. As my final thought to the folks listening, please push through the fear. Do it scared. Give yourself permission. The signs have always been there and it's okay to recognize and accept them. You may be surprised at the joy you find waiting for you on the other side. Tilly Bridges and Transmission. Tilly's Trans Tuesdays is hosted by Tilly Bridges and Susan Bridges with audio editing and sound mixing by Jillian Morgan. Special thanks to Daisy and Jane for the use of Sorry Not Sorry as our show's theme music. Please stop by and show your support at daisyandjane.bandcamp.com and soundcloud.com slash daisyandjane. You can find me at Tilly Bridges on Twitter and Hive, on Mastodon at tillybridges at mastodon.social, at facebook.com slash tillysbridges, and on Insta at heckyeahtillybridges. And you can find Susan on all of those at Susan L. Bridges. The Google Doc and social media versions of this week's topic and all past topics are available at TillysTransTuesdays.com. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.
stupid red.